Season 2, Episode 2. Thank you so much for tuning in, my friends. This is Tammy Riley, your host for Living Well While Living Online. I thoroughly enjoyed my time uh, with Colleen Fries, who is this week's guest, and I have no doubt that you will enjoy her wisdom, her authenticity, and, and her humor. She's juggling many things in the fitness industry as a online entrepreneur, an influencer, a fitness model, and yes, the mom of two young boys, one who has special needs. And as we know, that requires so much more management and care. So I really appreciate you tuning in to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. Welcome back to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. I am super pumped to introduce you to my friend Colleen today. Um, I'm going to say she is one of my girl crushes out there. I love following her. I love everything about her. If I lived closer to her, she would be the person I would saddle up to and want to have coffee with every week. She, I, and I know we're going to talk about all this. So I know every day isn't perfect and fun, but she brings the fun, she brings the energy. And I just love her style and the way she carries herself. Colleen Freeze, I am so happy to have you here. Thank you. Likewise. Colleen Freeze, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Honored. Um, And Colleen and I know each other through Bar Above, which is one of the programs that we both are master trainers for. And yeah, so we, you know, see each other like once a year at the summit if it happens and we are in workshops together and 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 somehow our community does a really good job of staying together, which is nice. Um, of connecting. And I would love for you to to tell everyone like where you're from, a little mm-hmm. bit of your background. You also I love having discovered recently the many lives of Colleen. Like you, you look as if you were born into fitness and this is what you've done forever, but you haven't. So no. uh, yeah. So tell us. So I um, am from Washington and I'm about 40, 45 minutes uh, south of Seattle, but born and raised in Washington. Um, and my background is actually not in fitness. You're right. Um, I have a background in um, retail management, in sales and marketing, in the corporate world, and then in the beauty industry. So I've done everything from um, hairstyling and uh, makeup artistry and doing all the fun stuff behind the scenes, fashion shows and photo shoots and um, all that fun stuff. Um, but I've always been athletic and I've always been a bit of a jock since I was a kid. And so I've always enjoyed sports and being active. And um, it wasn't until I had my boys and after I had my boys that I um, really fell in love with group fitness and uh, just had an epiphany that one day I might want to teach it. Um, but I knew I wanted to have a second, uh, a second kid. And so I waited until after I had my second um, son to start thinking about doing it. Um, and it wasn't, a career. It wasn't a job that I was thinking of having full time. It was uh, something I thought, well, I could do this at night to get out of the house and um, have something for myself to do. And it kind of just snowballed from there. It started a couple nights a week, and then it turned into five nights a week, and then 
seven days a week. And then from there, I kind of started adding certifications and um, education. And uh, once I got brought on with Savier with Far Above, um, then it became more of a, of a career for me, uh, traveling and doing uh, certifications and trainings. And then, um, yeah, it's so funny. It does feel like I've been doing it forever when I look back, but it's a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I think that you, um, well, first of all, that's such a great way to to kind of find your calling, right? I think you fall into something because yeah. you are passionate about it. And that, that was the same for me. It was just something that fueled me and energized me. I, I too, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, I was younger when I discovered it. I had my babies and, um, it was the second you started teaching, right? It's like, Ooh, maybe I, maybe I want to do this. This works, right? Yes. I can, um, but it's nice because it, it organically just moved forward into everything that you needed it to be. And I, yes. uh, yeah. And I love that. And so, but you also make it look like it's something that you've been born doing. So that's such a nice compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Sometimes it feels organic. Another time it feels, you know, difficult. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And people don't realize, you know, I think there's that perception of being a fitness instructor. Oh, you know, you get to work out with your people and you're in shape and isn't it fun? And they don't realize the behind the scenes, how much work it is, like the amount of money you put into your certifications, the amount of studying, the amount of time you spend on choreography, on music, on, I mean, so, so much. And that's in a normal day-to-day setting where you're going into a club and you're teaching, right? None of us have that life right now, (laughs) right? So you're adding like a whole other layer of just craziness to, to what we do. So, um, yeah. yeah. Insane. And so I, so just to frame, right. So when I started this, this podcast, things had gone crazy in the world and, and everyone was, was looking at things in a completely different light. Life changed for so many people, right. Even if you, even if I um, was spending time online or not spending a time online, it just the ripple effect in in every, for every person. Absolutely. And what's interesting now is you know, we're almost a year later from all of this. Now, I can't remember. I feel like Washington had it before us. Probably. Like we were, yeah, it was pretty, I want to say it was early March. Yeah, you were a few weeks ahead of us. Yeah. And, um, and so now we're almost a year. And so, so I think the conversation right now is not so much like, okay, what band-aid did you, did you put on? Now it's like, this is life. Yep. And, and although... Some some things may may go back to what seems a little more normal. Mm-hmm. We know that some things won't. So yeah. So I guess like, what would your before all of this? What was your normal day to day life as a as a mom, as a fitness professional? You have your kids. You like, what was life normally normally like? It was pretty crazy, <laughs> pretty hectic. Um, I was teaching full time, almost full time, uh, in person. Of course, the only online instructing I was doing um, was filming things here and there, either little routines or uh, just quick workouts to, you know, put on my social media page, but it certainly wasn't a regular part of uh, my instructing. So I was teaching primarily in the evenings and then uh, Saturday mornings, but I have two boys, which are now eight and and five, Um, but my youngest is on the spectrum. 
he has autism. And so I have um, one in private school and one in a developmental program. So driving them back and forth mm. to two different schools, yeah, uh, you know, awesome. all the appointments that go along with having young kids under the age of 10 and one that special needs. Um, and then keeping my teaching schedule, but also um, I do fitness modeling and filming different projects at different companies um, on top of teaching. So there was a lot going on all the time. And then of course I run my, my social media accounts, um, which in and of itself is, I used to say it was a part-time job, but it is very full-time now on top of everything. Yeah. So it was crazy in just a different way, you know, still a lot of face-to-face -face interaction and human interaction. Um, and so now things are just different, crazy, different, hectic, a lot more of the online element, live and on demand. And, but, you know, everyday life doesn't really stop for us. Of course, right. um, you know, the appointments aren't quite as, as uh, frequent and, you know, now I'm homeschooling. <laughs> you are. I was wondering. I was wondering if your if your boys were in school now or if you were. Yeah, doing my that oldest, I'm homeschooling, and then uh, my youngest, because he's in a, a developmental program, we've we've been all over the place with him. So he started with four days a week, and then they bumped them back to two days, and now he's back to to four days in person. Um, but you know, we don't have access to his occupational therapist and speech therapist and all of the different things that go along with, yeah. um, you know, having a special needs kid. So it's been a journey. <laughs> and it's like layers, layers upon layers upon layers, right? Um, Absolutely. It's, yeah. And, and we don't have, I mean, first of all, I think that's how parenthood is, right? We don't get a playbook for parenthood. You oh have God. one child. I wish we did. I know, right? You start the parenting and then the next one's born and you're like, shoot, this one isn't mm -hmm. like the other one. And I barely no. did this. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. it's all of us are in this position with how, how do I navigate? I had just gotten in a routine with his services and I just yeah. got in a routine with the drop off. And now um, I think we underestimate how important those routines are. Oh, it's so true. You get a, you know, our first was everything was by the book. He was as textbook as they get, and you get a real false sense of um, security and that you know what you're doing. <laughs> and then the second one comes along and just flips everything on its ear. And, you know, of course, I know I'm not going to downplay the, the, the difficulty of um, being a special needs parent because it is, and it's um, challenging in a lot of ways, but it's, you know, if if it teaches you anything, it's that you just got to roll with the punches and no two days are going to be the same. And routine is incredibly important, but um, it's not always a luxury that we have, mm -hmm. especially right now. So, you know, we just, we do our best every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, you have to look at those, those bright spots of, you know, you're, you're good at adapting, right? Here's Absolutely. what we have today. And, and here we, here we go. Yeah. Uh, what, what was so interesting for me, right. To where I am, right. We're all in our little corners of the world yeah. and everything hits. And, you know, I, I knew, you know, I followed you on social media, saw what you did, but all of a sudden, you were really able to hit the ground running with your online stuff. Like, 
right away. Like, I feel like there was no glitch. And I know like Trish, our friend, (laughs) I mean, it seemed like, you know, one day we were shut down and the next day you had this entire like online community. And I know it's not, I know it's not that easy. I don't mean it that way, but but it it happened so quickly. You really, so did you uh, on your own, like, I know you're near Trish and Trish is like, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Trisha Murphy Madden, our incredible, yeah, the guru. She is just, I mean, I, she's, I can't say enough things about her and she's brilliant. So I know that she right away um, was able to, to take a step back and just say, we need this, 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 and you're right near her. So that was so great. But, but did you have that drive right right away? Did you say I need to do this or? No. Well, she was a, uh, she was pivotal for me with the live, with live classes. Yeah. And, um, but no, before she even approached me, I did know that I wanted to do something and we didn't know how long we were going to be in this, you know, fresh hell. Mm -hmm. And so my goal in the beginning was just to keep my people moving. And I thought, I want you guys to keep your endurance and your spirits up and keep their mental health strong. And so I went the, um, the free route in the beginning, I thought I'll start a YouTube channel. I'll just upload some, some workouts for them and keep them moving and I'll do it for free. And then before we know it, we'll be back in person. Yeah. The joke was on me. Um, (laughs) So, you know, the beauty of having the existing community that I had was I was able to build up my YouTube community and get that um, following going. And so I, uh, I was able to kind of get that going seamlessly and I did have to kind of learn along the way with the YouTube route and the live route, but a lot of technology, expensive technology. And you know that you're right. That's the stuff we don't talk about, you know, how much it costs to get that quality of camera and the encoder and the fact that I had to get my YouTube following to over a thousand people to be able to get the live quality that I wanted. Um, And the mixer. And that the you mixer, have to have and, the and the mic, yeah. and um, paying for music. Like people yeah. don't realize we have to now pay for, for the music, music licensing. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, paying for the studio to film in. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it all costs money. None of it's yeah. free uh, for us. And then uh, when Trisha approached me about live, I was like, oh, you know, I'd be truth be told, I didn't know if I wanted to do it because I was doing what I was already doing, and she. She said, I'll do it all. You you, know, you just come, you just show up. I'll do everything on the back end. Um, and she did. And she was fabulous. And she was a lifesaver because she allowed me to come in and, and do the live thing and just be, you know, myself on camera, knowing that I didn't have to do the tech side of it. Um, and of course, through that, I've learned a lot from her. Um, she's taught me an, an insane amount about how, how to do the live um the live classes but that was a huge selling point for me she knew she knew what she needed to say to get me to (laughs) to do those live classes but it's I mean it was obviously a win-win because she knew she needed you your vibrance your energy you know you have a good following and that was going to help her with with homeroom fit as well so yeah um, she's just brilliant she really is I, I so admire her ability, especially through this, to be able to step back. And the other thing that was really unique, and you did it and I did it, um, she really united our community and yes. that Facebook uh, community. That Facebook group. 
blew up. Oh and gosh, so they had Colleen on. My favorite thing was I learned how to put makeup on. I'm in my 50s and Colleen finally taught me how to apply the right makeup because I watched her in our community <laughs> doing her Facebook Live, which was fabulous. But those were lifesavers, I think. They um, were. They were so, um, and she did such a great job at having such a variety of yeah. content. You know, we had the really important hard hitting, you know, business lectures and speakers. And then, you know, some people doing fun, you know, the makeup one at the time yeah. I was like, Oh God, I'm so much more than telling people how to, but it was <laughs> fun it was awesome. and we needed it. And sometimes you just need, you know, some of the lighthearted fluff because Lord knows we've got enough heavy on our shoulders right now, you know? Yeah, but it was such a, it was also so important because so many people in the community were now teaching on, on screen. Yeah, online. It, yeah, so so you gave such great tips on how to do your makeup for that as well. So don't, yes. it wasn't fluff. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was really important. Like for me, I didn't need it for that. I was like, oh shoot, that's what that's for? Oh, that's what yeah, I should be doing? Totally. I felt like I had the best uh, makeup lesson of my life. And oh, it took that me makes me really so happy. <laughs> Okay, so you also, before all of this hit, and obviously we know now we rely so much more on our social media and our technology because we're not together, you know, so even your live community now is looking to you on online for all of the content, um, but you had really developed such a great following, you know, you've done some workshops for us internally and, and now at, at conferences on Instagram and building your following and, and your brand, and you've done such a fabulous job with that. So you do, you've had so much. And during this, there's also been so much growth. So your classes are online. You're, you're helping your kids online. You know, <laughs> you are doing your, your social media, which it, it is a full-time job. How are you like, that's a lot. So are, yeah. what's happening? What's, what's, what's the effect of that? And what are you doing to salvage what you yeah. can? Yeah. The online thing, you know, I'm, I have a, a Facebook page for my, for my group, but you know, I primarily live on Instagram um, with business and my people and connecting and, and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a lot. And I talk to my husband about this a lot because um, there's pros and cons yeah. to being online so much, you know, um, and it can take, 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 if we're not careful with setting boundaries for ourselves. Um but it is, it, it's been such a beautiful element of what I do. And it, when I get into those dark places of, um, you know, it's difficult to create content or you're going to have people who uh, don't agree with what you're doing or they have opinions on what you're doing mm, <laughs> or whatever yeah. has opinion. Yeah, um, or they think they have a perception of who you are and they don't realize that everything that you do online um is calculated or planned um for a specific reason and so um for me if I'm not careful it can take over um a lot of what I'm doing because I'm responding to dms or I'm responding to comments or I'm allowing um people's opinions or perceptions affect elements of my day yeah. And so um, if I allow it to get bigger than a way for me to connect with my community um, and keep them in the loop on classes and what I'm doing, um, then it can become a dark place that I, you know, need to take breaks from and pull away from. Um, but 
like you said, you know, even at the beginning of this pandemic, I think my following was, you know, half of what I have now. Um, and it's really grown and taken off. And the community is now, of course, more than what I have in person and even in my classes. And so there's, uh, you know, there's my students and my participants, there's other instructors, but there's also the consumer, you know, who's following me for what I'm wearing or what makeup I'm recommending or, um, or what I'm doing with my, my kids and my family life. So there's a lot of different um, angles and elements now um, than when I first started with, you know, two followers years ago. <laughs> yeah, years ago. You you have a good following. I think too, like just back from the beginning, as I said, like, you know, we thought this was a few weeks and you're like, hey, let me do the YouTube thing. And you were still, you know, using your Instagram, but obviously you started gaining more and more followers. Mm -hmm. I, I would see, say from sitting on this end that that's probably something that's not going to change moving forward, that yeah. you still will continue to grow that presence like you do it so well and you do have Thank people you. that follow you follow you for a variety of of reasons and she yeah. wanted but she's like she's you know Colleen's pretty pretty good you you have to follow her I'm gonna put all of her stuff on there you <laughs> will come away first of all her humor um you know she has some really great she's very sarcastic Yes, I was gonna say she has a potty mouth, and uh, you get—you never know what you're gonna get. And I, I think your community really likes that, right? Because they respect yeah. you and your authenticity. You I know? hope so. Yeah, I, I try to keep it authentic. And, and um, I, in fact, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he goes, "God, you just humanize yourself over and over and over." And I know he meant it as a compliment, <laughs> but I was laughing when he said that, and I was like, "God, I guess I do." But, you know, that's the funny thing. I see people online and in our, you know, our Bar Above community and our Savvier family who are doing brilliant, incredible, amazing things. And you look at their social media pages and I get into, we all do this. You know, we fall into that trap of, oh, should I be doing it this way? Or yeah. should I be making my page look this way? Um, or should I be talking about this? And I do, I do it often. And especially within the bar community, you know, the bar community is growing oh, rapidly and we see so insane. many people. It's insane and it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but it's easy to fall into that trap, right? We think, oh God, should I be acting this way or looking this way? Um, and I think I have to remind myself, you know, no, we can add certain elements and we can be inspired um, but, you know, we have to remind ourselves that our people do follow us for a certain reason. And it's just as easy for them to go follow those accounts and those pages and get what they need from those people in those accounts. But they are following us for a specific reason. And I think if we can remember that, it helps keep us true to ourselves and authentic to um, our specific voice online and, and with social media. Yeah. I, I love that point because I know for myself in the beginning, it was something, and, and part of the reason where this whole thing was was born, this whole podcast, because yeah. I was watching people online saying, oh, I should be doing this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can, and then, then I'd start this. And then like, I couldn't get to that. And then the next day I'd see something else. Oh, but maybe I've got to do this. And I had. Yeah. It gets overwhelming. It, yes. And, and then finally I had to take a step back and say, mm -hmm it's okay not to be doing that. Like that yeah. person is doing it and, and they look great doing it and it's amazing, yeah. but I don't have to be doing it. And right. right. I think in our yeah. fields, we didn't know what to do and we were all scrambling. And so it was the, yeah. Oh my gosh, I have to keep That's up with so Colleen. Like, 
she's so much younger than me. Like she looks so great. How no, am I Because we we all like I said, we all do that. And I would look at um, you know, I'll use like Lauren, for example. Oh, I know. Um, she's incredible. And you look at her page and it's beautiful. And she does such a good job of um mom life and bar life and business life. And it all looks it's so aesthetic, but yeah. also so real. Yeah. Um, nothing about her page or herself online to me is phony or um or looks contrived and that is difficult to do. Um but there's those there are those people or I would look at people who have been in the industry for 20, 30 years and think, oh, I'm being too I'm sharing too much of myself. I'm sharing too much of my personal life because I know they look at what I do and roll their eyes all the time. Um but you know, who cares? It is what it is and it works for me and it works for my people. Um, right. And it doesn't bother, you know, I mean, we're women. We've, we've gone our whole lives dealing with people who have opinions on how you should be doing things. And yeah. you have to so just bad, let it yeah. roll off your back. And it isn't easy to do. You know, I have to remind myself on a daily basis, if it's not contributing to my bank account. Um, and honestly, if it doesn't have anything to do with how I live my life as a mom and a wife and um, an instructor, then it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. it's so, so hard um, though because our industry is so about the appearance and what we yeah. see. And I, I think what this has shown us is as you've grown your population, there are people out there who want to follow you. Right. And so we all yeah. know it's hard for us to admit, but there's people who, are not going to want to follow us too, right? Absolutely. And so in the fitness club, when you're actually walking into a club and, and teaching a class, there are people who become your groupies who yep. will travel to the end of the earth for you and people <laughs> yes. who, right? They're, you're just yeah. not their cup of tea. But I think it was that smaller scale, right? So that's like yeah. now now you're, you've entered the world, right? So exactly. It's Yeah, it's I think crazy. you touched on such a, an important element, which is that we're not going to be for everyone, right? Right. You hear that um, quite a bit. And you're right. In person, it might be a handful of people that you're yeah. not for. Well, then you go online, it might be thousands of people that you're not it, for. Yeah, and it's, um, it's so hurtful. Like it, we it can't is, help but take it personally. Yeah, we cannot take it personally. And that I I can't remember who it was that said this recently, but it was such an epiphany, it was such an aha moment when she said it. It was that it's they're they're doing you a favor. You know, you don't want those people following you that are rolling your, their eyes every time you post something or that aren't supporting you and cheering you on. You know, if, if your content isn't for them or your personality isn't for them um, or your choreography isn't for them, then great. You know, you don't want them in your circle anyway. You know, they're right. doing you a favor by not following you or unfollowing you. Um, yeah. And so now if I see that I have people unfollowing me, I look at it as a blessing, but that's been a journey in and of I didn't always think of it that way yeah um, that reaction is to be offended by that <laughs> it's, right we learn these lessons because we're yeah. so trained to be like oh if they don't accept me I've failed some way yeah. Um, yeah. and I think as a as a professional you know it's taken me a long time in my career to kind of have that epiphany like you're saying of it's okay um, it's okay if, if that person doesn't like my jam and yep. they're not into the way I deliver it and 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 being okay not reaching that person and winning them over is a is right. a whole big hurdle for us as professionals because yeah we yeah wanna, 
we want everyone on our train, right? And for a good reason. Yeah. By nature, yeah. right? We like oh, to see my. that. Oh, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. But we are in this industry. Yeah, and and you brought such a good point in the beginning when you said when this happened, your your whole goal was to keep your people moving, right? So you did the YouTube channel. I think that's what happened. Like fitness professionals were like, oh my gosh, my people, what's going to happen to my people? How am I, how are they going to, and so we had to become all of these things for our people, which you spent invested money and way more time because you're not only driving to the studio to teach a class, you're driving, you're setting up all of your technical aspects. You're Mm -hmm. doing sound checks. Like the amount of time you're spending, you know, just increased by so much. Then the editing, then the, the editing. Right. There's just, right. So there's, and then the marketing. So yeah, it became a one woman and many people, the one woman, one person show mm-hmm. to do all this at the sake of, oh my God, I just want to keep my people moving. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that is a, that just now made me think of, we, we all were kind of starting over again. It, that reminds me of when we first started, when I first started teaching, you know, I've never worked for a gym or a club. I've always been an independent contractor. And so I've always done everything myself. Um, and so when I first started teaching classes in person, I would show up sometimes to an empty room or one person, and I was paying out of pocket in order to teach classes and do what I wanted to do because I was doing marketing and I was paying for studios to teach in and um, gear and certifications and that's some and, um, insurance. And so a lot of people, you know, they don't, they don't think of it and they shouldn't have to, you know, it's not their job to show up and know what, what we had to do to, to teach classes. But it it was the same when we went online, you know, we were doing all of this on the back end and behind the scenes um, to keep them moving and keep spirits up. And the last thing I wanted to do was hop on camera and go, you know, what I had to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) right. Um, I think it's important that they have an idea um, because also it can be an endearing part of it. You know, look at what we what we do because we love you guys and we want to keep you moving and, and keep you active. Um, but it is a very real element of of all of this, you know. So so now yeah. now I want to I want you to think about or or describe to me. This is one of the things I love that I've seen you do even prior to COVID. Like you've been online, you've had a presence, and then you've just put a post up that's like. I am completely unplugging. I am, my head is under the pillow. I am letting go. I am not teaching tonight. I am canceling, like in a, in a very, and I'm saying this genuinely in a very authentic way, like yeah. I've reached my limit and I'm pulling my own plug. Like, and yeah. you are very vocal about that. Not, you don't make excuses. You're not on there mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, my son had this, or I, I might have yeah. that. You're just like, hey, this is where I am. And I love yeah. that because we don't do that. But so, so my question is always great about that (laughs) is it is it self-care in the moment is like that's how you operate or is it that you've pushed yourself too far and then you have to pull your own plug like how does how does that happen for you I think it's a little bit of of column a and a little bit of column b I um I have learned over the years to do that because in the beginning I did make apologies and um I would push myself to the limit of either injury or burnout and it would get to the point where I had no choice. Like I had to just pull back and disappear for a while. And now I find that if I set the boundary and I'm just really upfront about either needing time for myself or my family and just, I'm extremely clear with my verbiage, 
in a respectful way, but you know, firm but respectful. I find that if I'm more upfront about it, um, then I'm not going to get those boundary pushers, and I'm not going to get those people in my DMs or in my email inbox asking me for clarification or, you know, asking me when I'm going to be back or why. You know, I'm sure to some people it can come across as a uh, brash or harsh. I just look at it as firm, <laughs> and I find that. Everybody wins with that uh, approach. And then I'm able to come back and, um, and everybody is, you know, the world keeps on spinning, I think. I think that was part of it too in the beginning. I thought, oh God, if I take time off, everything's going to fall apart. No one's going to come back. And I right. always think of my mom's advice and she's like, you're, don't give yourself that much credit. The world keeps spinning <laughs> without yeah. you. Yeah. This, you know? It's so it's true. So and, true. And I, but I think what I love about that is you let your, your people, your community, those who follow you or those who are taking your classes, you let them see the human side of you. Like yeah. I've hit my limit. And I think that, you know, again, for me sitting here in Connecticut, watching you like take off this whole platform and be this mm-hmm. rock star line and me sitting here thinking, oh my God, I need to do what Colleen's doing. Like, <laughs> But, but so you're, everyone feels that, right? So they're looking yeah. at you like, it's all very calculated, but then at the same point, it's, you're very honest with, I, I need time. Like, yeah. and I think that that's so important to show yeah. because we can easily forget to show our people how self-care is important. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you said that because I, I wasn't in the beginning, I wasn't doing it to teach people um, to do that for themselves. And it wasn't, that wasn't, a calculated part of what I was doing, like, oh, I'm going to teach them how to stand up for themselves and how to establish boundaries. Um, But it's interesting that you say that because in turn, I have had people say to me, how you've approached that or um, how you posted that or worded that has taught me that it's okay to say no, or has taught me that it's okay to set that boundary for myself. Um, And the interesting thing is, that is true. I've, I've seen it from other people and it taught me that it's okay um, to do that for myself. And so again, like you said, things kind of come full circle, but that's, um, that's been such a nice thing to hear from those types of posts um, that I've heard people say, I, now I know it is okay for me to, to set boundaries and, and to look at self-care that way. I think that that's one of the, you know, we, when you were talking about Instagram and social media life, the pros and the cons, right? And I think yeah. that is, you know, it can be a con in the sense that people are only putting the good, right? So we yeah. only see the good of people's lives. So when you can follow someone that also is showing like that they're human and yeah. that they, you know, they, in someone, you're even more relatable. It's like, oh my gosh, wait, they're not just someone I aspire to be. Yeah. That person is more that's like a human. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's, that's, you're touching on so many good points, because that is a blessing and a curse also, because every time we do humanize ourselves, or we do put something out there that reminds them that we are human, and it's a human being, and a flawed, imperfect human, in my case, (laughs) Um, because the con that comes with that sometimes is that they think that they have access to you um, and your life, and they are owed an explanation of because they and they think that that, that you're friends. Mm-hmm, um, in right. a lot of ways, you do become friends with a lot of these people, and you do establish a rapport and you establish a relationship. Um, but you know, there's always going to be takers, and there's always going to be people that think that they're owed um, access, behind the scenes access to your life. 
Um, and so those are the ones, you know, that you have to be a little bit careful with. And that's where those types of posts and that approach are really important to keep, you know. So when you pull the plug on yourself, what what is it that you do to how do you preserve and refill back up, Colleen? Like what what are the things? Are they tiny? Are they big? Are, or is it one thing? Is it a thousand things? Like what does self-care mean to you? I guess before, you know, mm-hmm. all of this and then maybe something that you've started doing recently because you've needed more or just because it's different? Um, that's a, such a good question. I One of the main things I do when I unplug, I will actually delete the um, Instagram app from my phone because for me, it's, it's a trigger. It's such a, a real part of my day where I'm looking and I'm responding and I'm engaging. And so if I go off the grid, I try to really go off the grid and it's for myself. It's not so people yeah. can't reach me. It's so that I don't um, get in the habit of checking every every 10 minutes. And that was something that I started doing for myself a couple of years ago. I take what I call my, I don't know if you watch Parks and Rec, but I, I do a Ron Swanson weekend and I don't check emails or calls or social media. The only people I tell where I'm at is my husband, maybe my mom, but I unplug and I, you know, I go stay somewhere for the weekend and I, I just get out in nature um, and I'll kayak and rock climb and hike and just really ground myself it's huge that I can do that for myself once a year. Um, but, you know, other little things I do are, um, you know, I, I was thinking about this this morning as I was in the shower. Self-care now for so many people is so many different things. Right. And, um, and so many different things for ourselves on a day-to-day basis. You know, some days for me, it's, you know, the bubble baths and locking myself in my room with a glass of wine um, away from the kids and my husband. But, you know, some days it is getting in a really tough workout um, or being with with other people, connecting with other humans. Um, But I think that for me, because it's so different, I have to be really upfront and honest with myself and taking a moment to be honest with myself about what it is that I need. I default to um, working out really hard and pushing myself or um, taxing my adrenals, you know, in, in one way or another. So um, if I can take that moment for myself and ask myself what it is that I really do need so that I'm not paying for it later, mm. I think I see a lot of people justifying really unhealthy behavior under the guise of self-care. Yeah. No, it's um, so new. Having so come back and bite them, you know, and then you know what later on, depending on alcohol or going and pushing themselves in these really difficult workouts or um, disappearing from from people and uh, self isolating. And I I know that each one of those things in a healthy way can be a good thing. But um, if I ask myself, am I going to pay for this in a negative way later? then it usually helps me identify in the moment if it is what I need or not. Yeah. That's such um, a great statement. Um, I love everything you said because we do, we see that. And that's why a lot of people go to the gym. I've had a bad day. I'm just going to beat myself up. I just need to sweat it out. And and we know that, but we also know exercise is a stressor. So to to be able to step back and say, how will I pay for this later? Will it affect me negatively? Um, I think, and and what you're saying just sounds to me like being more intentional with, how you're, you're choosing your self-care. And I just noticed for myself, that's been something 
I've really had to think about it. Like intentionality has definitely been my word since this Mm -hmm. has happened. And so, yeah, it's so crazy. And I, yeah, I love it all bubble baths, yeah. glasses of wine, yeah. and um, and then and then a workout, because some days a workout yeah. is what you need. It's you know? so true. It is just so true. If we can say, this is going to serve me later, or this yeah. is going to serve, serve me, pause. sometimes it is a glass of wine. Sometimes it is a bubble bath. Um, yeah. Sometimes it is a, a kick-ass workout. But um, I think that I'll use myself as an example. Those of us who have addictive personalities, um, it's easy for us to default to certain things. Um, and I, now I have, you know, I am addicted to movement and exercise. Um, when I was in my, when I was younger, I did struggle with, uh, with alcohol. And so, um, you know, now I'm lucky if I get one glass of wine every three months, you know, um, I don't default to that. Like I, like I did in, in my youth, but, um, but, but exercise, absolutely. So I have to be really honest with if it's going to, um, energize and fill my cup, or if it's just going to further deplete me, you know, a couple days down the road. Yeah. Filling your cup. And that's, that's, um, such a great way to put it. And so for so many people, they don't exercise enough, right? So it is part of that self-care is what they need, but then, you know, there is the extreme of us in the fitness industry in particular, we Mm -hmm. see so much of the addicted to exercise movement. Oh yeah. And so that's such a great point that that, you know, we have to really step back and, and look yeah. at our individual need in that moment. So but you know, you know, it's funny. We are trained to, to look at that in our people, right? You know, we yeah. were trained when we, when we got our national certifications and through all of our education, how to identify that in our students and in our participants. And we're not as good at identifying it in ourselves. Oh, um, not funny. Okay. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. We don't we don't see it. We don't use the yeah. same lens, right? It's like, um, yeah, we we don't. We're not always good at practicing what we preach. And I can think yeah. about this prior to like my yoga days and and really seeing why I needed to, you know, the stretching part of yoga and how that needed my body needed that. And as a trainer, I would say, oh, you know, make sure you stretch and make sure you do that. But I never did it. I never. Oh, totally. I was the worst at that. And then. Yes. I, you know, and it's like, well, I know I'm reading the books, I'm taking the exams, I'm giving the advice. What the heck is my problem? Yeah. No, but, I just need to apply it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so crazy. Um, so, do you have um, before we like, you know, I don't want to keep you on too too long, no, but do no, you have any anything that you've started? Any new? I don't know if I want to call it a habit or routine. Anything new that you've started recently that? is really serving you well that you're just like, I, I need, this is like a non-negotiable and it needs to stay in my life for a while. Oh, that's such a good question. I am, I have, I've something that I have been um, able to do that, that I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say that I wasn't able to do it before, you know, before COVID. I just would say that I wasn't doing it. Um, but something that I've been making a point to do is taking more classes as a student. Yeah. And, um, at first, it was from an, an education standpoint. But, you know, what can I learn? What um, can I be learning from these veteran instructors and people who I admire? You know, I had never had access to some of these instructors' um, classes all across the country and the world. Um, and so that's something that I've been doing. And what I've been finding in addition to that is that it's become a part of my self-care it's allowed me to become a student again and to 
um, reignite my, my love and my passion for fitness and for group fitness. And even though we're not in person, um, it's, it's allowed me to kind of restart that journey that, um, that I had as a student with in-person classes, you know, when I would be driving to my classes and having up that time for myself, um, where I was, uh, looking forward to it. And it was, it was for me, it was my time. Mm. And so, um, that has been such a, a big part of getting back to why I'm even doing this in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't even looking for that. Uh, so it's, it's been a huge blessing. And, uh, you know, I, I try not to be a big proponent of toxic positivity, but I do try to find blessings where I can and silver linings where I can. And that's been such a big one for me through all, all of this, um, connecting with instructors and connecting with movement in a new way. And it's made me a better instructor and it's made me um, a better teacher for my people and my community. I love that. Um, I, I, whenever I work with new students, right. And you know, you, you do teacher trainings, I do teacher trainings. Um, it's one of those things you fall in love with something, some type of movement or format and you love it so much. And then you want to share it with somebody else. But once yeah, you yeah. share it, you often lose it because, yeah. because you're not now going to a class right now. You're putting all your efforts into prepping for your own class and you have less time. So yeah, I yeah. found as an, as a fitness professional, you know, I was a junkie, like, Oh my God, now I have to do this. Now I have to do this certificate and you, but the more I took on the less I was a student and yeah. I, I can't remember when it finally was and that same epiphany of, Oh my gosh, like I am only as good as my myself when I'm being a student, like uh, it doesn't yeah, do yeah. good to not to just be the teacher. And people don't understand that, right? People outside, yeah. you know, and that's in any field, right? You have it's to always, so true. you have to always be hungry. You have to always remember what sparked your passion. So I love your statement of you know refinding your why. Like we need yeah. that. We yeah. really yeah. need that. And sometimes it's difficult. You know, people ask that question a lot. What is your why? And it it's difficult to tell people how to find their why. Yeah. And sometimes we don't have that answer. Sometimes it sneaks up on us. Um, you know, those action items on how to, how to get there. But, um, but yeah, this, it, this is how it, uh, how it found me. My why found me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's like just a reminder that how important yeah. this is and that you have to make time, make time for this. Absolutely. Um, so, so when you are having, you know, a moment, which we all have, do you, who do you go to for support? Like, who's your, who's your crew? Who do you rely on? What do you rely on? Um, I have people for uh, like one person for everything. <laughs> you know, sometimes you team. Need, <laughs> yes, a team. Sometimes you need to vent. I have a girlfriend who just lets me get it all out. She's, yeah, I don't know if you know much about like the Enneagram styles, but um, my best friend and I are like on the complete opposite sides. Um, and so a lot of times I just need someone to let me vent. She doesn't try to fix anything. Um, and then I have, you know, my husband and he's, um, he's a great listener too. And then I have my tough love people, you know, I have either people in the industry who have done it before and been through it. Um, and they do have advice. And then I have, I always have my mom. She's always going to break it down for me. She never lets me feel sorry for myself. Uh, she never lets me sit sit with things for too long. Um, she'll keep me humble and uh, bring me back down to earth and 
and help me uh, keep things in perspective. I but, love that. Um, yeah, I'd say probably my, my, my best friend, my husband, my mom. Trish has been a, another amazing one. You know, she, there's nothing that she hasn't seen and there's nothing that she hasn't experienced. Um, so when things seem really big and really overwhelming and really unique, um, I can tell her and she's like, well, let me tell you, it's not new. It's not unique. Here's how to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we uh, need that. We so need I love that. that, you know, you've established this, this team to kind of get you through and depending what you need, you have somebody yeah. different to go to, but I love that you included your tough love people because I think yeah. sometimes that's hard for us. We want support and we want like our mom, who's always going to be yeah. there. We want, you know, the good listeners and the, and I love that you have someone who, who isn't a fixer who listens for yeah. you because that's important. But the tough love person is sometimes hard to put on our team, you yes, know, they are. Yeah. Um, and those are always the people that. That, we, that we default to or that we go to. But I find that more often they're the ones that I do need, you know, because they help me move, move past it and, and um, come up with a, a plan, a game plan. Yeah. But the other funny thing I noticed when I was answering your question is you notice I didn't say anything about um, online. I, you know, every, I, this is where in, in person, connection is so important yeah. and that uh, that inner circle is so important because they also keep me they don't they don't care how many followers I have <laughs> right. right you know they were around before I you know had an online presence or anything like that so I know that they know me before they know my truest um my truest self and so yeah um I try to try to keep them around well, it, is, it is that reminder to us, like we can adapt, we can survive in whatever environment we need to and, and thrive. Right. So you're yeah, thriving yeah. right now in what you're doing, but, but at the end of the day, that in-person connection is still what we kind of crave and, and we need yeah. in those moments. So hopefully we'll all be able to have a little bit more of that. And it's so funny that you I say, you know, so. like they don't care how many followers I have. You know, my daughter has come with me to a couple of fitness conferences and has met my fitness people. But uh -huh. other than that, my husband, my son, like my parents, my no one else in the world knows what I do. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's so funny because it is such, it's like having this double personality and like, totally. they don't know that you get on a stage and you present and people come over to you after and are like, Oh my God, yep. can I email, can I email you about this? And can I, you know, it's like it's so I low, low grade celebrity, right? We're not claiming it's to be, you know, any, anyone Gal Gadot or anyone we're not, but, um, <laughs> But you know, in that world, and people, and our and our people who keep us real, they don't, my, at least my people don't know anything about that. Like, no, and they care less, and I don't need them to. Right? It's yep, it's good. It's so true. Yeah, I always say that about my mom. I'm like, she still. I think she just thinks I work out for fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Any of the big stuff, literally, just she doesn't know about it. I'll tell her, and she's like, "Oh, that's nice, sweetheart." Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's oh, it sounds. Was it fun? Okay, good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so I have a question that I that I've been asking all of my guests. So we'll sort of let this be one of our our last. And you know, you have your team. You are a people person. You're community based. I I know you're a, a good friend, right? It's it's our, we're givers, and so that's yeah. it's part of it, right? But are you um, good at being your own best friend? And and how, how are you feeling about that relationship? And yeah. That's, just, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, 
I've had to get better at it. And I think I've spent my entire life um, thinking I was an extrovert and thinking that I was, um, you know, this larger than, you know, put me in a room of people and, and, and those things are true. But um, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day who's like three times the size of my online following. And um, we were talking about uh, how lonely it gets, mm. the bigger you get, because um, there's going to be people who don't understand what you're doing. And jealousy is um, a very ugly, real element of this industry. And um you know, obtaining followers and things like that. But um, I think people assume you're always surrounded by people and you're always surrounded by friends and a community, but people don't check in with you um, very often, especially when you're kind of a larger than life personality. Yeah. Um, and so it is lonely. I have, you know, I'm very, it's not lost on me that I'm, I'm lucky to have this incredible family and, and friends but also, you know, being the mom of a special needs kid, that in and of itself is lonely and isolating because a lot of people don't understand um, the life that you live and the struggles that come along with it. But then add to that the whole online presence. And it's kind of a, I think a lot of times people just don't know what to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. like you were saying, they assume like she's such an extrovert, such a bigger than life personality. Yeah. She doesn't need, she doesn't need this. Does it need this? Yeah, that's so true. People don't need me to check in with her. She's doing fine. Right. Um, and, and I have to take responsibility for that too. Um, because I have to be mindful of the perception that I'm putting out. And I, I'm not responsible for other people's perception of me. But I do find that when I share the reality of my daily life, you know, struggles I'm, I'm having with Charlie, my youngest, or, you know, whatever it is marriage or um, mom life, I'm reminded of the good in people and how there is this beautiful community uh, that is there waiting to support you and cheer you on. But I, but I have to remind myself to reach out and I have to remind myself to be, to be real um, and that there is that part of me that they don't see all the time. But to go back to your question, I... Can't feel sorry for myself for any of that. I, the only thing I can do is be my best friend, like you said, uh, because at the end of the day, it's myself that I'm seeing in the mirror, you know, and it's myself that I have to answer to, um, and and it's myself that I have to like spending time with. <laughs> yeah. Because you remove all those people, or you remove the online community, um, and what's there? It's you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's scary, right? Because you know, that idea of loneliness can be really scary, but then at the yeah. same token, it is when you can get to a, a place where you know that you are enough and that, and that it's okay. Like then that is so rewarding. And it's, yeah. it's so interesting um, because I feel like this is something I I've worked on a long time, right? You, you, you know, we're not, we're our harshest critic. We can be our own yeah. worst enemy. Like it's our unfortunately programmed, I think, into most of our DNA, especially as so women true. and especially in fitness. 
And so, you know, this has been a question that, you know, I, I've been working on. So it's interesting to always hear everyone's perspectives. But so in, in so season one, my, my last guest was my daughter. Now my daughter's 26, uh-huh. right? And I think we've, we've messaged a little bit about, yeah. about her, but um, she is so unique because when, you know, as I'm gearing up for this and I'm interviewing her and I, so I asked this question, she has always been her own best friend. Like mm-hmm. she at 20, like her whole life just gets it and not in a conceited way, not in an ego yeah. way. And she's always said, I, you know, like, especially like, you know, if I joke to her, like, oh, you, why don't you date him? Or you need a boyfriend? She's like, no uh-huh. one's going to love me as much as I love myself. Oh, and, so great. you know, right. It, and it's like, it can be a joke, but like when you step back and you see a young woman say that, like yeah. you're thinking to yourself, Rare. like, man, she's going to make it because yeah. It takes so much to do that. And I don't know why, you know, because again, I feel like it's something I struggle with. So it's not something I, we actually had that conversation and I told her, you need to be your own best friend, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's part of who she is. And I'm sure some of like, you know, how, how she was raised, but yeah, yeah. You know, most of us struggle, you know, we're, we're, you're grown adults, you have your own children and still we have to remind ourselves of these things. Yeah. It's so true. That's such a rare quality to have in, in someone so young yeah. um but you're right you know we get used to giving so much of ourselves and um being the best friend to everybody else or being what what everybody else needs yeah it's it's difficult to take a step back and ask if we're what we need <laughs> yeah you know people don't realize in fitness like ha- like yes you you have to you know we always have to do what, what makes us happy right and so we're passionate yeah. about it but we do it because we're givers you know and yeah. and when you're having that conversation with with somebody after class and they're saying oh my god thank you i feel this or i had this going on and just taking your class made me feel so much better and and so you give like they don't realize all the yeah. hats that you put on and yeah you know, you become a counselor and you know everything about everyone's life because they tell you everything and we, mm-hmm. and we just give and give and give. And, and yep. not that that's a bad thing, um, but, you know, we have to, you know, figure out yeah. that preservation part as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Well, I'm not going to take any more of your time with this oh, interview. Oh, you know, I- uh, we could chat for hours. I know. And I can't wait to be at Bar Summit together, hopefully in October. And I have no doubt. And I'm definitely going to be there and we will sit down and have a drink. And, yes. uh, but yeah, thank you for sharing all of this. And I'm going to make sure in the, the intro to the podcast, if you check that, so you can follow Colleen um, on Colleen Freeze Fitness and Homeroom Fit, and I'll put all the links in there so we can grow your following even more. But you know, I oh, promise. I love it. Yeah, no, I promise you will not be disappointed if you um, start following her. She's, com- you know, so much education, so much entertainment in such a good way. Like it's just, it makes me feel good. So I, I love and appreciate you. Oh, you are so sweet. You just <laughs> have given me a huge head for the day. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad. It has just been so fun. To- Thank you so much for having me. Of of course, it's been my pleasure. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, Tammy. As always, my friends, I deeply appreciate your time and attention listening in to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studios. And I need to give a special thank you and shout out to the producer, Michael Bachman, the executive producer, David DeRoche, and our social media, 
genius, Heather Popovic. And also a thank you to Scott Holmes for the theme music. To learn more about our podcasts, please visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QUPodcasts. And you can feel free to send us an email at QUPodcasts at qu.edu. So thank you to my guest. And we are really looking forward to next week where I am bringing you my friend, Nestor Salinas, who will be coming from Chile. So we will get another perspective on the world of living well while living online. So until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your best friend.